I believe that every one of us can create beautiful images, feel fulfilled and improve our well-being through photography. The Quiet Landscapes podcast explores the life and work of photographers, creatives and thought leaders through monthly conversations that will inspire you. My name is Margaret Soraya and I'm so glad that you are here. And welcome. And uh, today we're chatting with the lovely Helen Bartlett, who is an amazing family portrait photographer who's based in London. And she is very different to my usual guests that I talk to, I've got to say, um, who are mostly sort of landscape and natural um, photographers uh, who live in more rural places. But Helen is uh, really interesting to me because I was talking to her at the beginning of lockdown, the first lockdown, and I just noticed her passion for getting back to working and to to doing the work that she absolutely loves. And it's this passion that I really want to drill down into. And we're talking on this podcast about creatives who love their lives and consciously creating a lifestyle based around their their passion and their their work which is you know photography um and helen although she's in a slightly different genre than i'd normally um speak to i find it really interesting that there's somebody in portrait photography who feels really passionate about it probably because for me portrait and wedding photography it wasn't my passion it was it was simply a job so um i'm just really interested to hear your thoughts on this um but maybe we can start by um hearing a little bit from you helen about what it is you actually do okay so i'm a family photographer um based down here in london um so my work is it's generally working with private clients with people who want some nice pictures of the kids pictures that will record their lives how they live them you know what they what they do what their kids are interested in all those sorts of things so my clients will either get get my name from recommendation from their friends often or they'll look on the internet and they'll sort of be looking for family photographers and they'll like my work and they'll get in touch and then the way that I work I go to my clients homes and I spend a morning with them and I spend the morning we do what they like to do you know we do their kids favorite activities we go to their kids favorite places we just sort of work around their lives so Sometimes I'm working in their homes and in London that's really interesting and really varied because obviously London has some incredibly beautiful massive townhouses and obviously with house prices as they are, London also involves working in a lot of very, very small and and often quite dark flats. So it's very challenging for me as a photographer to sort of work in all these different environments. And also I go out a lot. I work in parks. I work in a lot of public places, which brings its own challenges. And then sometimes, you know, as I work with people over the years, we'll often go further afield. We might go to their family homes in the UK. And now often I sort of tend to go abroad a few times a year as well, sort of France, Switzerland. I've got some clients in Abu Dhabi and stuff. So I do move around quite a lot with my work now, which is which is really good fun. So I've been working in this industry since 2003. So I've been a family photographer for almost 18 years now, which is amazing. You know, it's really, it's really fun. I feel incredibly lucky and very privileged to still be doing this because as Margaret says, you know, I really love what I do. And I'm lucky that I've worked with a lot of the same clients over that time. So I've got a number of clients who I first met when the kids were babies and now the kids are applying to university and it's just extraordinary you know these these sort of tiny little things who I 
ran around the park with and read stories to and made plasticine models with and while taking pictures you know they're now telling me that they're off to study law at Oxford and it's just like wow you're you're proper big grown-ups now it's it's really lovely it's a really it's a really wonderful thing to do it's it's very um, it's very rewarding that's amazing. I, I, I found that quite amusing when I saw that you were a family photographer since 2003, because I started up just slightly after you in 2004. And I think we met very early on, actually, didn't we? I think we did, either at one of the conventions, possibly the SWPP, or maybe online with the Digital Wedding Forum, which was which was big back then. Yeah, it's, and it's quite interesting that our paths over those I hadn't realised it was quite that long, <laughs> 17 years, 18 years. We're about still um, 20. <laughs> <laughs> well, our paths have, um, you know, developed into our own niches. And what the, what we've done, I suppose, over the years, if we, we've, we've kind of started off doing what we needed to do or what there was a demand to do or maybe just what we fell into. I don't know. I certainly kind of fell into wedding photography. Um, but, but as we've gone on and we've developed, we've honed our skills, and but we've also honed our lifestyles and become come to recognise our own um, passions in the, photog- in the photography world and sort of niche down and then niche down. Um, I think we've both done that. So you've you've gone more and more into your family photography and then you've developed this amazing style and then you've just, you've built up and up and up. And I've moved away from wedding photography and into the area that I, I really love doing. So that's slightly different. But the, the end result is that we're still here shooting what we absolutely love. So we've we've been very successful in that in different ways. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, although I think I think the the, uh, the lifestyle thing did really make me giggle because uh, I said to uh, my husband that you would want to talk about you know how we're building a passion and a lifestyle and he just laughed at me and said what like as a workaholic because I just work all the time I have a terrible terrible work life balance um, but luckily I absolutely love my work so that is okay for me um, but I think yeah it's fascinating you know we all we all started out you sort of you do what you need to do to pay the bills, you dip around. I think also when you start out, you're trying to find your style. So you go to a lot of these seminars, you go to workshops, you shoot a bit in the style of the person whose work you've seen and you've enjoyed. And then you kind of either carry on with that or you do a little bit of work in it and then go, no, that's just really naff. That's not for me at all. And, and you sort of build this up. And I do think it's fascinating that the photographers that we know because we know a lot of the same people who we've known over these years and the people who are still in photography as you say have all found their own avenue whether that's portraits landscapes you know some people have gone off into wildlife I know a sports photographer from the digital wedding forum who's now a sports photographer you know people have you sort of you start off and I think that's natural isn't it you you discover photography you think it's amazing you photograph everything and then you start to think you know actually this is this is where my passion lies. This is where my interest lies. And this is the area that I want to develop. And then if you combine that wonderful combination of extremely hard work and luck, um, you can be successful in, in your genre. And I think you do need both those things to some extent. I mean, you know, they say luck favours the prepared, but equally, if you if you don't do the hard work, then the luck just you know it's 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 pointless you can have all the luck in the world but if you don't put in the hard work you don't get anywhere so um yeah combination of the two (laughs) 
that you've made a really good couple of points there. Um, and I just wanted to pick up on that a little bit. And, you know, there, there's something that I think it's in the Ikigai, the idea behind Ikigai, when you find your, your passion in life. So that's one circle. The other circle is, is aptitude. When you put those two together, then you've hit on something like we have. But so you can have, um, a passion for, um, stone masonry but not the ability to do not the skills not the aptitude for it i don't know where that came from you could have the aptitude for being a doctor but you don't really want to do it so you just i mean when those two overlap then you've got something really powerful that doesn't come along very often and for many people the third one is opportunity which as you said you called it it, it look um there is an element to opportunity not everybody's got opportunity in in this world so the gratefulness for that comes in. Um, but I think when you were laughing about the lifestyle thing, you know, people look at my lifestyle and they think, wow, that's amazing. I'm traveling and I'm just going traveling and I'm shooting in the landscape and, you know, I don't really work. Uh, well, I tell you, I work 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And um, that's just the sort of behind the scenes bit that presumably you do as well. You're probably up to your eyes in albums in the in the next room to you. And that's that's alongside the marketing, the the building your brand, building your name, the websites, the accounting, all of that. Um, so I think we could put another circle there and just put hard work, <laughs> put that all together, um, and then you've got a, an amazing business. So you shouldn't underestimate what you do because it is pretty incredible to to have done all those things and, and got them working together. Um, but I, I think as well, um, just one more point. I think that. It's very helpful for uh, listeners to understand that we've all been at this place where we're just looking around photography and you're trying things and then it takes a while to sort of hone in and um, develop your skills and then develop your style. Um, So one of the things that's really um, obvious (laughs) about your work is that you shoot in black and white and exclusively in black and white, I think. And I think that yeah, that is one of your um, strengths. One of your, the reasons that you have done so well, it's that being brave and just going with that style, that really identifiable. Um, we can we can look at it and go, that's a Helen Bartlett. That's an amazing achievement. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about why black and white, why it appeals to you and, and how, did you shoot in colour before? <laughs> so my... Black and white goes back a long way for me. So my dad was a very keen photographer. He was a neurosurgeon, but he was, you know, one of those one of those neurosurgeons with a like around his neck, you know, um, as as it should be. Uh, and uh, he loved photography, and he passed that love of photography on to me and all my brothers. And we were incredibly lucky. We had a darkroom at home, um, and both a color and a black and white darkroom as well. It's very unusual, you know, in the sort of eighties and nineties. So I got my first camera for Christmas when I must have been about eight or nine years old. And it was a camera called a Zorky, which is a little Russian rangefinder that's a sort of copy of a Leica. And we were given that and we were given some rolls of black and white film. And we went from there. And so, you know, at Christmas, Father Christmas would bring us, you know, a tangerine and a packet of poppets. And also uh, it was like 12 rolls of XP2 and two packets of printer paper. You know, Father Christmas was cool. And we would take pictures, my brothers and I, and we would print them in the darkroom at home. And I always just loved black and white. Um, My dad also photographed us a lot as children, because obviously it was his passion as well. And 
I really noticed as I was growing up that the pictures that we had at home looked cool. So, you know, when you're 16 and you're bringing your first boyfriend home and everyone's going, oh, my God, you know, there's all these pictures of me around the house. It's really embarrassing. I was thinking, I'm bringing my boyfriend home. There's all these pictures of me around the house. And I look awesome in all of them, you know. All the pictures from when we were teeny tiny all the way up, they all looked really cool because they're completely timeless. And I just thought that was incredible, you know, that that there are pictures that you can take that look good when a baby is two days old that that child is going to be very proud of when they're a teenager that they're going to want to hang on their walls when they go to university that they'll have on their walls when they're 40 you know that is that's incredible and I just don't think for for family photography in the style that I do and not to say that you know this is what everyone should do this is just how I feel and what I do is that I just don't think color does that I think you look back at color pictures and you look and you go oh it was a sunny day because it's got a blue sky or oh, that was a bit of a grey day. Oh, oh, my God, why was I wearing that? You know, child of the 80s and 90s. I had a lot of neon, a lot of green DMs. They were quite classy. But you don't, with a black and white, you don't look at that. You don't You don't focus on clothes. You don't focus on interiors. You focus on people, on emotion, on what's going on. And for me, that's hugely, hugely powerful. And so I brought that into my photography work. And that was what I brought in right from the beginning. But then as I've been doing it, because obviously I've been doing it for a while now, then, and I get people asking me all the time, you know, will you do client, will you you do colour, will you do colour for us? And I'm like, no, 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 no. And the more I've stuck with black and white, the more important I felt it is for me. Because if I look back to when we started in 2003, in the portrait world, it was all venture studios, which I don't know if they even still exist anymore, but they were white background studios with a lot of cross-processing. So really kind of slightly weird colours. And that was really the style. And then it changed. And then we went through, which I'm sure you'll remember, the vintage wedding style, where everything was really desaturated. And then there was kind of all those sort of totally rad actions and everything went really super processed, super colourful, very Lord of the Rings. And then the Sopranos came out and everything went a bit green. And in 18 years, we've seen so many changes in colour processing and how cool color photography looks that if you put pictures that as a portrait photographer you'd taken on all those that were all current and up to date over the last 18 years and you put them together they look awful I think whereas if you put together all those years of pictures all in black and white they just look amazing they all fit and they fit together with pictures that we might have of our parents pictures that we might have of our grandparents and I feel confident that they will fit together with pictures that the kids I'm photographing now will take of their children and I think that's I think that's madly important so for me the black and white has come from a it's come from a view of what I want my pictures to do and what I want them to be for because they are obviously for the parents they're paying the bills it's really important they have these pictures to look at and be really because they make you know they make everyone happy looking at pictures that they love of people on the wall but also for me it's hugely important that the pictures are for the kids in them and so I need to feel that I'm producing something that they will like when they're my age and so we've got this sort of natural style of photography we've got this black and white and the more I the more I stick with that idea, the more important black and white comes. So the, the black and white has come from the idea of longevity has taken me to black and white rather than black and white has taken me to longevity, if that makes sense. So it's it's a sort of it's 
it's a result of a of a kind of philosophical position rather than an aesthetic choice um if that makes sense that does yeah i hadn't you know i hadn't even thought of it like that i'd now that you've explained it, that makes perfect sense. I thought of it as an aesthetic choice. I and mean, obviously it looks better. You know, black and white looks cool. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. You know, um, I often, when I do my wedding photography, I, I, I prefer the black and whites. Um, so I'll, um, I'll convert the colour portraits to black and whites. Um, that's just because I love the black and whites. But if I gave a whole wedding in black and white, they would inevitably come back to me and say, can I have the colour images? And because I'm not um, looking to further my career in wedding photography, should we say, <laughs> um, I just want to keep my clients happy. So um, so my option is to give them both. My preference for portraits always is black and white, always. People look better in black and white. They do. I mean, I'm very, very, very clear about it beforehand because, you know, there's nothing worse than turning up. And it did once happen to me where I turned up and someone said, oh, I hope you don't do any of those nasty black and white pictures. <laughs> And you think, how how could you have got this far? And I said, so did you, have you looked at the website? Yes, yes, yes. Did you see any pictures in colour? No, no, no. Did you read the email? Yes, yes, yes. Did you read your contract? Yeah. I just gave them their money back and sent them to a really good colour photographer I knew. It just wasn't, it wasn't worth it. It wasn't even worth taking any pictures. It was just... That's funny. That's hilarious, actually. That's, you, you would just know. <laughs> you would just know, wouldn't you? <laughs> Excellent. But I, I get your I get the point actually, and um, I think that I think that's a lovely lovely point to have made um, about that. Um, the the why you shoot in black and white, and also I can see that as you're saying it, I can see there, I can almost visualise the baby pictures sitting next to the, the as they're growing up. You know, I think that's an amazing thing, and it's also great for business actually because you've got that. It's really consistent. Isn't it? It's really cool. If you um if you if anyone wants to have a look on my website, if you go into all the different pages like the family pages and the children's pages and stuff, they've all got little stories at the bottom where you which I do need to update actually they're a few years old, but where you'll see families starting often when the kids are babies and going on till the kids are, you know, older and in their teens sometimes. And it's you look at those pictures together and you do realise, yeah, it's a really it's a really special thing to have. That's amazing. Um, the other thing I think that's that's really really lovely about this is that you know people often um, don't go towards a definitive style. So say black and white for fear of losing customers. Now this is not. I'm not just talking about portrait photography. I'm talking about anything in photography. And this 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 goes back to even beginners who are like, oh, I'm not sure that um, I like photographing um, guinea pigs. <laughs> don't know where that came from. <laughs> I like photographing people. Uh, I also like photographing um, landscapes. And I've got them on the website, but I don't want to take anything out because I want to appeal to everybody. So it's that, that fear of not appealing. But actually, ironically, if you go the, op the opposite way to that, as you have done and I've done as well, um, you start to really become distinct in your photography and you develop that niche into something very, very powerful. So you've been quite brave in that decision to just do the black and white and to say, no, go, go elsewhere. Certainly do lose clients along the way. I mean, there's, there's no doubt about that. I, I probably lose as many as I gain through being so distinct on my style. But what I do know is that when I get them, I'm going to keep them because they're, they bought into the whole idea behind it. And also I like shooting in black and white. I don't like shooting in color. It doesn't interest me in the same way. I, I just don't find it as, 
as fulfilling. So, you know, I think with photography, we don't get paid enough to do the stuff we really hate. <laughs> so we might as well kind of really go down and do the things we love. I might I might quote you on that. We don't get paid enough to do the things we don't, we don't like. <laughs> I like that very much. Um, I think, uh, you know, the idea of consistency, I think that's one of the, the ideas that I had when I first um, wanted to interview was that, you know, it's so... Um, whether it was a conscious decision or whether it evolved naturally, I think maybe it's a bit of both, isn't it? Once you start you're leaning towards something, as long as you're letting your intuition go there, you know, your intuition knows it, doesn't it, that you, you're happy with black and whites rather than colour. And as long as there's a market, of course, because if you're trying to make a living and all you really want to do is photograph guinea pigs with a unicorn background, you might struggle to pay your mortgage on that. You might. <laughs> You do have to be a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because you've got to have that bit of practical as well. Particularly in your uh, market, portrait photography is is very competitive, isn't it? And um, you took me back there when you said venture photography. I, <laughs> that, was, that was way back at the beginning where it was, it was very big, wasn't it? And I've always found portrait photography um, impossible to break I, I say this in brackets now impossible to make any money from or break into but I think it's because I, my heart wasn't in it and I just didn't I didn't really want to do it um so you know I think that's always going to be the way and I you know I I've shot some weddings and they weren't for me you sort of it's it's very hard to it's very hard to have the passion to do to do the hard work that is necessary to be successful in photography if you don't love the bit you're in Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely there. Um, and I think just um, picking up on a point um, that you mentioned earlier about your family, and I, it's something that I've noticed because I know you, um, you know, I've, I've noticed that you have a very strong and loving family background, which is lovely to see. <laughs> we don't see enough of that. And it's amazing. And, it, you know, it, it makes me feel very happy. Um, and, and But I think I've got this theory that, our, that the things that we um, take to in life that become our passion result from our life experiences. So um, whatever that is, that is during your childhood that you've felt a very um, strong connection to um, will often become something you feel passionate about. It. So there's a connection. What I'm trying to say is there's a connection. For me, my connection is to the sea and my happy memories as a child on the coast during the summer holidays. That goes back to me being two or three or four or whatever it was. I remember that. And that's lasted all my life to, to and it results now in, in me doing this work. Um, but I wonder, do you, do you think that your, your connections and your, your family, your safe environment has led you to, um, or has impacted on your journey and your career? Definitely, I'm sure it has. I mean, my a lot of my happiest memories as a kid are doing photography with my dad. You know, we we used to you know stand on the stool in the darkroom and and sort of develop the prints together and sort of and being out with my siblings and and I love the chaos of crazy big family shoots because I love the sort of sibling interactions. But photography brings me a huge amount of satisfaction. But it also yes, it, it's where I feel safe and fulfilled and. And it was quite interesting. So after, I mean, I've always done a lot of photography with my dad, a lot of portrait photography, a lot of landscape photography. Um, 
but after my dad died I was like wondering how how I was going to cope with this and then actually I found that going out and photographing other families it was like I was I was continuing my dad's legacy with every picture I took and everything I was doing is kind of yeah so I find it um I find it very comforting and uh, I'm sure as you say a lot of a lot of sort of you know family stuff comes into what we choose to do I mean it's interesting my elder brother's in finance but my next two brothers are both in the visual arts so we've all, right. we've all taken on and my mum had a nursery school so you know I'm a I'm the perfect combination of my parents hobbies or jobs <laughs> you're a mix of the two aren't you that's really that's really nice I like that um one other thing I wanted to ask you about was um in my my membership we're going to be doing a month on backlighting. Um, I'm not sure when it is, early next year. Um, and I would, actually, it was the reason that I was originally asking you to come on because I was looking for people that were um, almost going to give, a, able to give an insight into a specific um, area in photography. And I, when I, when I was looking down my list of every month that we've got planned and I came to backlight and I thought, oh, Helen Bartlett, <laughs> you know, although it's not landscape photography, um, it, a lot of the people in my group are interested in portrait photography as well. So I think it'll be very interesting generally. Um, but backlight now, I'm a massive fan of backlight. I backlight everything when I'm doing portraits, not that I do that many anymore, but um, I, I love it. I also backlight my um, little details in nature, so my grasses are all, all backlit. But do you, you know, when you look through your portfolio, um, that some of the amazing images are shot into the light, the silhouette or the backlit, you've got lens flare, or you're shooting into the window. Can you can you just tell us a little bit about that? So, so maybe to help the people that are looking to shoot in this in this way. Well, light's obviously light is fundamental to all of us as photographers, landscapes, portraits, and I do think there is a huge amount of crossover between landscape and portrait work. Um, so my work is interesting with light because I book something in three months in advance, and I rock up on the day, and I work with what the day gives so it's not quite the same as landscape where you might be like oh well you know the light's crap today I'll go out tomorrow <laughs> or you know you're looking at the weather forecast to find that perfect combination of weather and light and all those kind of things that you know really give you some sort of amazing landscape with portraits you rock up at 8 30 in the morning and you shoot your portraits and you have got to produce a certain number of pictures in that time of a consistently high quality and sometimes you turn off and it's like it's a beautiful day and there's like low winter light and it's warm. And there's a gorgeous house. And it's got great big windows. And other days you turn up and it's like a basement flat with four boys and it's raining. And you're like, Shit, this is a disaster. But you've still got to pull it out the bag. And light is one of the ways to do that because light is always the first thing I'm looking for. You know, I'm sort of drinking a cup of coffee, saying hi to the parents, trying to sort of build up a bit of rapport with the kids to get them on side. And I'm just looking at the light. So if I'm working in homes, I get full tours of the house and I will sort of assess the light in all the different rooms. And I mean, all the different rooms. I'm like, yeah, I'm going into your bathroom. I'm going into your dressing everywhere just to see where these pockets of light are. And if I'm outside, I'm then, again, working with what's going on. And it can be it can be amazing and it can be faintly disastrous. <laughs> I've, I've done those shoots where you've sort of turned up and you've 
met a family and it's a rainy day and then you go to the beach and then the sun comes out and you're like, oh, it's so bright, there's no shade anywhere. It's just how how am I going to work with this? And it's one of the challenges and one of the joys, usually a joy, sometimes kind of heart-wrenching misery, as you'll know as a wedding photographer, is this challenge of working with what there is. And light's really important with black and white, of course, as well, because we can't we can't think, oh, it's a grey, gloomy day, but little Tabitha is wearing a beautiful little red jacket and she looks like Paddington and it's really cute and she that doesn't matter that she's kind of, you just think, well, little Tabitha's wearing a little coat that's gonna fade to grey and we're on a grey day in a grey woods and it's all very grey. And you're like So then you've got to be able to think, well, how am I going to differentiate them from the background using light? Because it's the only thing you can use. And I don't carry around flash guns or anything, so I'm I'm using natural light to do this, and it's 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 fascinating and fun, and I actually find it really difficult as well. You know, I'm not someone that finds understanding the concepts and the physics of light very easy, so I'm sort of learning from experience mostly of sort of knowing what will work, and then also experimenting a lot. So, if for example I'm go out and there's a big fallen tree I might photograph it from all directions because then I'll get very different types of pictures and so often you know as you say backlighting they're often some of the most beautiful ways to light portraits but sometimes it's nice to flip around the other way as well and and then you've got more variety and and more sort of images to offer your clients um yeah, I feel I've got a little bit rambly here. No, that's okay. That's, <laughs> the rambling's good. I think um I think it's I think what you're talking about there is uh that light is it's very, very hard when you're put on the spot and you don't know what the light's going to do on that particular hour that you've got to photograph these people and they're watching you and you've got to use it in some way. So there's there's a variety of ways in which you can use it. And it's hard. You make it look easy. But what you're trying to say is actually it's quite hard, isn't it? But you're learning. You're using it according to your experience. So by the time you're 28 years into this, you'll have nailed it. Because <laughs> I that's much more coherently put. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that, just on that point, do you think um, that this is something you're going to do I hope so. Forever? Until, until, you know, my feeble human body decides that it can't cope with it anymore um I mean I think that's one thing that you know nobody tells you when you're starting out as a photographer is that you do need to do yoga and stretching and and all that stuff because otherwise 18 years in you've got RSI and a bad back um which I think many photographers will relate to um but yeah I definitely I want to do this as long as I as long as people will still pay me to do it I absolutely love it it's and I definitely think I've got a fair way to go yet because it's interesting we're still learning we're still there's still a lot there's still a lot of improvement to be made in my work that uh, I'm quite excited by brilliant that's that's amazing to hear I think um one of the things that I I other other than the light I um I don't really I'm not really interested in family portraiture to be honest with you but your work yeah it's, it's true it's not something that's really you know it's not something that I would look at it's not I wouldn't look go and actively look at portraits and um but what I like about your work is that it's so natural it's so um it's joyous it's like you actually it's quite it's quite happy and joyous and 
natural. And I really think that's um, quite hard. I'm the same. I don't pose anything. Um, but I know how hard it, how hard you work to get that natural look. It looks easy, but it's hard. Um, and I think you just, I, you know, I just want to say that I, I love the fact that it's also uh, you're in the moment with them. You can feel them laughing. You know, you can see them laughing, can't you? You can feel it. It's not fake. It's not like, do you remember when you used those venture portraits and it's like smile, it's like school portraits. And that smile is just so fake. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's totally different to that. And it's it's totally um, representative of, of them as children. Um, and what I would like to say, um, we're probably you know, coming to the end of, of this chat, because I think it's been it's been lovely. I think we've covered most things. But what I would really like to say, I, I read on your website this morning something that is so telling. And it says, um, by telling your story now, your children will be able to look back at a family photograph in 20 years time and smile. And it's this bit, my work is for you and for them. And that is the point, isn't it? That you're working for them. You're not producing work for you as a photographer to say look at my work you're genuinely doing it for them is that right yeah, it's got to be for the kids because they're the people that are going to they're the people that are going to take this work forward into the future they're the people that are going to look at it in the future and pick up the phone and you know ring their parents ring their siblings and if you can if you can capture something in an image that will make someone keep a connection and and reach out, you know, that will remind people of, of how they're loved. You know, that's a that's a very, very special thing. And uh, it's, yeah, it's really satisfying. It's good fun. That's an amazing, it's an amazing gift. And, you know, I think bearing that in mind when you're photographing people always, it's never about you, it's about them. That is, that is the key to it, I, th- I think. And that's what, that's how you're getting those authentic images that really feel they feel authentic. Um, so that's been amazing. Thank you so much for talking to us. Do you want to just tell everybody where um, they can find you? Yes, of course. So I'm on, um, I've, my website is helenbartlett.co.uk. If you want to sort of have a look through sort of portfolios and things. Um, I'm also on Instagram at Helen Bartlett Photography um, and Twitter, Helen underscore photography, but that's your just as likely to find links to recipes and pictures of origami on there <laughs> so, um, and then uh, i've got a facebook um page as well but i don't use that so much sort of instagram is uh, is probably the the place and that's the place to you know send me a message if you've got any questions or anything um and you'll also see my kind of slightly random landscapey stuff uh turns up in my stories on instagram as well you know if i'm sort of out taking sort of sketches with my compact camera or the odd occasions i get to go out and do proper landscape work and, uh, that's where you'll see that brilliant thank you so much for joining us oh, today. thank you margaret it's been lovely <laughs> Thank you all for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share and review it. And I'll see you on the next episode.